For centuries, the lands of myth have lived in peace. But when an old enemy threatens myth and its magic, Fable and Brendan must work together to put a stop to him and save both myth and earth. But with a broken past, can there be a bright future? This is their story. Chapter 3 Prophecy The festivities went far into the night, and by the time Fable was heading home on Bluebell, she had stained glass henna down her shoulder and over her right arm. Her hair braided back into beautiful elf knot braids, and her eyes were a little red from dancing close to the bonfire. All in all, it was a fun night. She sighed as she rode Bluebell back toward her cottage, listening to the fading sounds of the full moon festival behind her and watching the moonlight dance across the path before her. As she listened to the clopping of hooves below her, she wondered where Ashling was. The fox drake did say she wouldn't be back in time for the festival, but she wondered when the guardian would return. She knew she herself wasn't allowed in the clan's territory, unless the need was dire. But she knew a few other fox drakes that were in the clan through Ashling's descriptions. Puck, the guardian of mischief, was a trickster and enjoyed playing pranks on other drakes. Though he was forbidden to play pranks outside of the clan, this never stopped him from snatching a bite of pie or pinching someone's sock to put it somewhere you'd never expect. Daydream, the guardian of dreams and illusions, was an elder, along with Fortuna, the guardian of visions. The two were a mated pair, which made sense with how their respective guardianships mingled so closely. Each fox drake was a guardian of virtue that some have forgotten. It's their duty to keep these virtues alive and well in the minds and hearts of others. Cable was pulled from her train of thought as Bluebell stopped at her gate, pulling at the reins to nibble some fresh grass. Cable smiled and shook her head as she dismounted, leading the mule back to her paddock to feed her before going to her cottage to sleep and dream. The cottage was dark, but not an uncomfortable dark as she stepped inside. It was highlighted by silver moonlight and gave the sense that the cottage itself was sleeping. Fable smiled as she quietly walked through the kitchen and up the back stairs to her bedroom, where she lit a candle and changed for bed. It was a small bedroom, with a soft mattress on the floor, with a plush comforter and enough pillows to nest in. On the side table next to the candle was a little jar of Lunar Sight Potion. Part of the full moon festival were the dreams that elves would have that night after all. When she was dressed, Fable flopped wearily on the bed with another sigh. Remind me not to let Creek lead the dance next time, she told herself, her feet aching. Tomorrow was the cleansing, where elves would wash away what holds them back in a ritual bath. This also helped in meditating on the dreams they had the night before for clearer answers. But for Fable, the cleansing was her favorite part. She sat up and opened the potion jar. After cooling, it became a soothing eye cream. She often recommended this for people that just got over a nasty fever to help cool their eyes and help them sleep. Always worked for her, anyway. She gently applied the cream to her eyelids and her forehead for good measure before closing and setting the jar aside and snuffing out her candle. The darkness fell on her like a weighted blanket as she laid in her nest of pillows and slowly let sleep wash over her. Fable was sitting on a hill looking up at the moon. It was full but there were hints of red on the silvery surface. She watched the moon for a moment longer before knocking on a door made her turn around. 
behind her was a very ornate door that looked ancient, and it was framed in stained glass, but there was no building attached to it, or stone or anything. It was a freestanding door, and someone was knocking on it. Let me in, called a male voice, deep and commanding. I deserve to know your secrets. Who are you? Fable called. You know me, answered the voice. Open the door. Fable swallowed as she reached for the doorknob and opened it. Beyond the door, she could see the land of myth and turmoil. The trees were withered and burning. The flowers were wilting and decaying. Her village, where many joys were once held, was now bound in chains as her people were forced to mine away from the sun and the moon. Cages hung with fox drakes in them, one catching her eye. She was a black-furred fox drake with green horns. Her wings hung limp and her head low as her body shook. I didn't want any of this, she whispered, tears falling down her face. She looked at Fable, her green eyes shining like emeralds. I didn't want to give my secrets. Someone rushed past Fable, bumping into her. A bump she felt. She looked at the person, his brown hair and eyes on fair skin making him stand out. But he also had small, rounded ears like a mouse's. He was a human, maybe her age. They stared at each other for a long moment. Then the young man spoke. What's going on? Fable shook her head in uncertainty before the scene suddenly changed. They were standing on a cliff, overlooking a blackened glade where a man stood in black robes, his back to them. At his side was Amara, a beast of nightmares. It hissed at the two, and the man turned, his eyes such a shocking blue color that it made Fable step back. The enemy of old seeks to return to pillage, and to maim, and to burn. Only when children of two sisters unite can you hope to win the fight. Child of sun, child of moon, where one wants to run, and one holds his boon. Find the guardian of secrets, for she only knows. She must overcome her regrets, or he will lay the sisters low. Fable tossed and turned until she woke with a start in a cold sweat. What kind of dream was that? She fumbled for her matchsticks and lit her candle with a shaking hand, the darkened room suddenly feeling oppressing. Then she rummaged for a journal she kept to catalog dreams and quickly wrote down the details before she forgot them. But that wasn't going to be likely. The details stuck to her brain like crystallized honey, and it made her handwriting shaky as she wrote. She even added a couple rough sketches of the characters in the dream. The black fox drake, the human boy, and the man with blue eyes. When she finished, she stared at the pictures as if they'd start moving if she looked away. That... that wasn't meant to happen with the potions. She eventually blinked and forced herself to get up. Taking her candle with her, Fable went downstairs and started making herself some tea to settle her nerves. 
Maybe some mint and nettle tea would help. She sat as the water boiled, looking out at the graying pre-dawn. What was that dream about? Did Amara sneak into her bedroom? Is that why there was one in her dream? And that boy. He felt real. And looked like he was aware of what was going on like she was. And that man. The one with the striking blue eyes. Why did she feel such fear from him? And why did he command such a presence? As the kettle sang, Fable started before standing. She lifted the kettle and poured the water for her tea into her favorite mug. Keeper? Ashling's voice made Fable gasp and jump, spilling scalding tea on her hand. She set the kettle down quickly and tried not to cry out, but she knew Ashling would feel the pain in her keeper, and even heard a pained yowl from outside before Ashling leaped onto the windowsill and looked at her keeper. Quickly assessing what happened, she vanished again, only to return with two picked lavender stalks in her mouth. Are you alright? Ashling asked as she approached her keeper. I felt panic and came as soon as I could. Other than a burn on my hand and feeling jumpy, I'm okay. Fable answered, watching as Ashling chewed on the lavender and make a face at the taste. I had a... a really unsettling dream. From the lunar site? Ashling asked as she started licking Fable's burned hand with her lavender-coated tongue. The initial touch stung, but Ashling put a paw in Fable's hand to keep it still while she tended to the injury. Fable nodded. Yeah, I wrote it down and drew a couple pictures from it so I wouldn't forget. There was a door, and someone was knocking on it. But when I opened it, all of Myth was in chaos. And Darnacy. It was conquered. And everyone was in chains. There was a black fox drake with bright green markings. And she and the other fox drakes were in cages. There was even a human. He bumped into me and I felt it. Then there was a man with a Mara and bright blue eyes. He scared me. Ashling listened, though it didn't escape Fable's notice when her fox drake paused. She looked at Ashling and she was surprised to see the small creature looking up at her, her emerald eyes glowing in the dark. May I see the entry? Uh, sure, Fable answered, setting her cup to steep and letting Ashling climb onto her shoulder as she went back to her room, candle in hand. The journal still lay open, showing rough sketches of the characters in the dream. Fable sat on the bed as Ashling jumped down and sat before the book. She looked hard at it for a long time, her tail flipping like a cat does when glowering at an intruding feral. Do you know these two? Ashling asked. No, I've never seen them before, Fable answered, her eyes lingering along the features of the young man that bumped into her. He looked as anxious and uncertain as she felt in the dream. What's this bit? Ashling asked, resting a paw on the last scribbles of writing. Jumbled words that were echoing through the dream, Fable answered. Ashling stood, looking closely at the last few lines. The Guardian of Secrets, she murmured, her mental voice searching before Ashling reared back, wings up in shock. Locket. Locket? Who's that? Fable asked. The Lost Guardian, Ashling answered. You remember the story of how Myth was founded, correct? Fable nodded. She knew it well. 
It was made to be a safe place for magic to be hidden away from the greed of humans, after one forces Foxdrake to give him the secrets of the element. She blinked. Wait a minute. The Guardian of Secrets? That can't be the same Foxdrake, right? There has never been another Guardian of Secrets. Ashling told her. She looked back at the picture of the Foxdrakes in cages, and Locket being one of them. I don't like this. But it's also late. Or in this case, early. You should sleep. But my tea, Fable started, starting to get up again. Uh-uh, I'll get it. You nest back down. Ashling told her as she leaped from the bed and flew downstairs, returning moments later with the mug of nettle and mint which Fable gratefully accepted. Fable sipped the tea and watched as Ashling settled in for the morning in a corner of the bed close to Fable, her wings folding until she looked like a cat with a reptilian head. What do you make of the dream? There's a lot I should think over before I give more thoughts on it, Ashling answered. Besides, tomorrow is the cleansing. The answers will be clearer then. Agreeing, Fable set down the mug and blew out the candle, laying down in the bed but feeling anxious. I've never had a nightmare like that before. Ashling stretched her neck out, giving a gentle purr. You're safe now, my keeper. Try and rest. It wasn't easy. But soon, Fable was gently being pulled back into sleep, Ashling's tender presence offering comfort until dawn broke. It was then that there was a frantic knocking at her door that made both Fable and Ashling jump from their sleep. Fable gave a yawn as she got up and slipped her robe on, feeling a little grouchy from her poor night's sleep. The knocking persisted as she walked down the stairs. I'm coming, hold your Kirin, she called as she reached the door and opened it. There stood a wild-eyed creek, and from how he was panting, Fable wondered if he ran the whole way from Darnacy to her cottage. What did you dream last night? he asked, and that wasn't excitement in his voice. Fable looked at him. What? Your dream! Creek told her, gripping her shoulders. What did you dream? Creek, calm down! Fable told him, grabbing his shoulders in response. She looked at him for a moment before guiding him inside. I take it you had a nightmare too? Fable, that wasn't just a nightmare, Creek told her as she had him sit at the small table while she started up breakfast. Nightmares are either standing in front of the council in your underpants and asked to recite things like the proper way to make a sandwich or unable to move while Amara sits on your chest. Fable shivered at the mention of Amara. But that wasn't what we dreamed. Creek finished. Fable froze in her cooking and looked at Creek. What do you mean by we? Thank you for listening to The Guardians and Keepers of Myth. You can support the story by becoming a patron on Silver Cavern's Patreon page. First tier will give you early access to new episodes in written form. Second tier allows you behind-the-scenes glimpses to the creation of Fox Drake dolls. You can also follow Silver Caverns on Facebook and Instagram. This fantasy serial podcast is written, produced, and performed by Emily Davis. Special thanks to my patrons. To the keepers in waiting, Lucy Estrada Alvera, Christina McKinney, and Matthew Bain. Thank you guys so much for your support. I couldn't have done this without you.